grateful. We're so thankful on this morning. We thank you, God, for getting us through the day. We thank you for watching over your word, hastening your word to perform it as your word go forth on today. We thank you that your people hearts are open and receptive to receive your word. We thank you, Father God, that our minds are being transformed and changed through this word on today, God. And we bind, God, every attack and every assignment that the enemy would send out to come against, God, the word on today, God. We bind every mind-boggling spirit. We bind every hindering spirit on today in Jesus' name. And God, I plead the blood right now in the name of Jesus. I don't plead it, Father God, to get anything. I plead it because I know what we already have. So I just thank you and I just praise you for our helper and our teacher, which is the Holy Spirit. I thank you that we have all been crucified with Christ. And it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives in us. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to switch it up this Sunday. The Lord has given me something else, and we're going to continue to go back to what we've been teaching on conditions that, you know, we have that's lying beneath the surface that's keeping us from doing what God would have us to do. But today, go with me to the book of Exodus, and it's going to be chapter 16, and I'm going to begin um, at verse 2. Exodus chapter 16, beginning at verse 2. And I don't think it's going to take all of us long to get there, huh? Amen. Amen. Exodus chapter 16, beginning at verse 2. The word of God now reads, And the whole congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the children of Israel said unto them, Would to God we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the flesh pots and we, when we did eat bread to the full. For ye have brought us forth into this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. Then said the Lord unto Moses, Behold, I will rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a certain rate every day, that I may prove them whether they will walk in my law or no." The Lord is want to speak today on living day by day, living day by day. And I believe God is bringing this word on time because we're in a time now where things are going up. We're in a time now that, you know, there's war in Ukraine and we have to be ready for what's yet to come. And what gets us ready for what's yet to come is the word of God. The word is what helps us to get through you know, what's yet to come or what we're going through right here and now. So in this book, we see how God was talking to Israel. And before God began to talk to Israel, Israel began to mumber and complain to Aaron and Moses. When we mumber and complain, it means to complain about somebody or something, especially something that's not really serious. To mumber and complain means to complain about somebody or something, and it's not very serious. So they were mumbering and they were complaining to Aaron and to Moses, and their complaint was, you brought us out here in the wilderness. Basically, God brought us out here to die. You can tell here that they really didn't know God. 
Because when you really know God and you know that he brought you out of a place, when he brought you out of a place of bondage and slavery, God already got a plan. God have already made provision even before you bought, he brought them out. But they didn't see that. When you are in the wilderness, just like some of us, we don't see the hands of God. We see everything that's going on around us. We talk about what's going on around us. That's mummering and complaining. When you begin to talk about things that's going on around you with other people, believe it or not, that's mummering and complaining. But some of us think that that's not mummering and complaining. Some of us think we're just telling people what's happening. But if you keep going over that over and over again, some people who mummer and complain may do it in a low tone. But they're still mummering and complaining. You know how sometimes you want to tell somebody something, but you tell it to them under your breath? You don't tell it to them loudly. That's mumbling and complaining. But they were complaining to Aaron and Moses because they know those were the two that was leading them. And Moses was the one that would go to God. Now, in the previous chapter, they mumbled and complained because of the water. So they found everything to mumble and complain at. When everything goes okay, you don't hear people mumbling and complaining. But when things began to look another way, people began to mumble and complain. Some people mumble and complain using the word of God. You know, I'm healed. And then you start mumbling and complaining how your body feels. So mumbling and complaining is something that we do, but sometimes we don't realize that we do it. I know when we go to restaurants and the food don't taste right, the Lord would always give me this and I would say it. I say, you know what? I didn't have to cook it. So God, I give you glory for what's set before me. Sometimes we don't realize the ones that cook the food or the ones that have to serve you the food or how we telling them, oh, can you get this? And before they can turn this way, oh, I need this. And then somebody's hollering over here. And then we begin to complain. I'm not going to give them nothing. They didn't do like they're supposed to do. You wore them out. We don't even realize how we wear people out. So that's mumbling and complaining. Then we sit amongst ourselves and say, they don't need no tip. They ain't do nothing worth no tip. You see how they was acting? You see how they, we complaining and don't even realize it. And what happened is when you look at Philippians 2.14, it says, do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting amongst yourselves. Let me read it again. Do all things without grumbling and fault finding and complaining against God and questioning and doubting amongst yourself. We do, we do that. We as Christians, we do that and don't even realize what we're doing. But now that you have the word of God being brought forth to you to let you know what grumbling and complaining is, we can work on it. All of us need to work on it. All of us grumble and complain because we get tired. We get fed up. You know, when we get fed up with certain things, we start mumbling. We start complaining. You know what? I'm tired. Every time I turn around, y'all leaving these dirty dishes. Y'all act like I'm the only one that's supposed to wash them. And then you'd be talking up under your breath. But thank God we can wash them. Right? Because it comes a time that the things that we grumble and complain about when we're down and can't move and feeling like we can't get up, the first thing we're thinking in our mind, when I get up, when I'm able, I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. But then when you're able to do it, you mumble and complain of how tired you are and don't get a break. So that's mumbling and complaining. This is what Moses had to hear from those people. 
And Moses had a lot of people that God put him over to lead them to the promised land. So he had to go to God for the people, not only go to God for the people, but then he had to listen to what God had to say. Then he had to take it to the people. Then he had to listen to them mumber and complain. Don't you know that man was wore out? People can wear people out with mumbling and complaining. Sometimes you just want to close your door. You don't want to hear nothing because people just on and on and on and on and on and on and on. You got to get yourself together to know how to answer because if you don't, you will let all their mumbling and complaining come in your house. Then you begin to mumbling and complain because they're mumbling and complaining. Then they sitting home not saying nothing, laughing and cutting the food. And you the one home with the headache. And they act like they ain't said nothing, act like they ain't done nothing. Come on, mumbling and complaining will take you to a place. The enemy knows that. If he can get you just to mumble and complain about your job. Some of us mumble and complain about our job. But you need to give God glory that you have a job. That you can pay your bills. I don't like what they do. I don't like what they say. But God, you got me here for a reason. You're going to be glorified. I'm doing everything unto you, God, and not unto man. I'm coming on this job for you to be glorified. For you to be lifted up. So it's not about me, God. So I refuse to mumble and complain just because I give you glory it could be worse come on when you do that the joy of the lord becomes your strength then when you don't have a job where if i if i had a job i would do this no you wouldn't because you got some underlying conditions and you're lying to yourself we say what we would do when we down and out but when we get back up we start mumbling and complaining about the same thing that we said we weren't going to mumble and complain about come on wives we love our husbands but sometimes we mumble and complain. You should have done this and you should have done that. Then when they don't do nothing. Or then when they're not there to do nothing. Lord, I thank you for my husband. Lord, I thank you, God, for what he do do. He could do more, but thank you, Lord. <laughs> See, we got to put something in there. Or husbands, you look at your wives. I shouldn't have married you. Because you don't cook, you don't clean, you don't. But you married her. Now you're murmuring and complaining about what she don't do. When you should be lifting her up before the Lord and say, thank you I have a wife that cook. Thank you that I have a wife that cling. Thank you that I have a wife with good health, life, and strength. God, I thank you for my mate. Even though she don't do like she's supposed to. They're going to murmur and complain again. Come on. We go back to the same thing. This is how the Israelites were. This is how Israel were. As long as everything was okay, oh, they loving on God. They loving on Moses. They loving on Aaron. We do the same thing. As long as people do like you want them to do. Oh, come on. You can exalt them. You can give them thanks for what they're doing. Then when they get slack, look at that slacker. See this. See, this is what we do. We have to recognize what's before us so we can deal with it. Ain't that a condition? Mumbling and complaining is a condition. Because it's not the way we think it should be. This is what they were doing. So they begin to say, he brought us in this wilderness. Oh, they didn't know God. They were blaming God. They had to put blame on somebody. Why didn't you just leave us in Egypt? You'd rather be a slave in Egypt than to be free. You'd rather go back to Egypt than to be free. Some of us, even being born again, we begin to complain about our salvation. Well, when I was in the world, I didn't have all this trouble. That's because you're on a narrow road. See, in the world, you was on a wide road. You done like you want to do. You hung around who you want to hang around. That was an easy road. Because as long as you did what the world wants you to do, the devil ain't messing with you. 
But once you get on that narrow road and you want to live that life that you live for Christ, guess what? He's going to hit you with his best shot because you're going from glory to glory to glory. Here a little, there a little, line upon line, precept upon precept. So the enemy know where you are because he don't want you to get to that place that God has already prepared for you. He didn't want them to get to the promised land. So what did he have to do? He had to keep things before them. How did he keep stuff before them even when Pharaoh wasn't chasing them because they brought Egypt with him? See, the enemy don't even have to mess with you because once he um, keep coming at you with a stronghold with the way you think, he already got it planted in your heart. So each time something pop up, it end up coming out your mouth. See, the enemy cannot be everywhere like God can. But see, once he plant that seed of doubt, unbelief, fear, or whatever he planting in you, you take that everywhere you go because it's in your heart. And eventually it's going to come out of your mouth because that's a condition that's lying there beneath the surface that you haven't dealt with. And you will not know you have that condition until somebody pushed the right button. So those Israelites, even though they were out of Egypt, y'all, Egypt was not out of them. So they complained, they murmured, they began to tell God, tell Moses how they felt. So they were coming against God. But this is what God did. I like verse 4. This is what God told them. Then the Lord said to Moses, I will cause food, bread to fall like rain from the sky heaven for all of you. Every day the people must go out and gather what they need for that day. I want people to see. I want to see if the people will do what I teach them. Test them to see if they will walk in my law or not. So what God was going to do, God said, I want you to learn how to trust me day by day. This is how he gave me living day by day. He said, I want to see if you can trust me day by day. So I'm going to rain bread from heaven. But I only want you to get what you need for that day. Right now, some of us are out of order with the way God wants things to be in our lives. We try to live ahead. This is where worry, this is where frustration come in because we try to build our own way of living outside of what God has provided. When we store up things, y'all, that's our mentality that this is what we need to do. And when those things are not there, we begin to worry because we're missing something. But when we live day by day the way God wants us to live, when the Bible say, give us this day, our daily bread. This is in the uh, Father's prayer. He wants us to trust him day by day. When you trust him day by day, worry don't come in like that. Because you know God already know what you need in this day. He said, I brought you out of Egypt to trust me in the wilderness, knowing that I'm going to supply for you day by day. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. He said, tomorrow, ha tomorrow has enough worries for itself. Before we can end the day, we already talking about what we're going to eat for tomorrow, what we're going to wear. Come on, we, that's our conversation. We think about these things when the Bible tells us, don't worry about what you eat. Don't worry about what you drink. Don't even worry about how you're going to be clothed. He said, look at the birds. Come on, the birds that's in the air, when they come down, they know they got food for that day. They don't have no worry. They don't store up in barns. They don't do that. Even the lilies, they're clothed. They're, they're clothed, God, and then they're put in the oven. But it's no worries. Why? Because they're trusting God. So God said, if you live day by day trusting me, you wouldn't have no worries. But how can we trust a God that we don't know? 
This is what the problem was. God brought them out. They heard about God, but they really didn't know God the way they needed to know God. So Moses had to go to God on their behalf, bring back to them what God was saying. But God said, can you trust me day by day? Can you know that I'm God in spite of the gas prices? Can you trust me to know you're going to get from point A to point B, even when your bank account don't look like you're going to get from point A to point B? I know where you need to be in this day. This is why we have to rise early in the morning and we need to seek God while he can be found. When you get before him, before the day is past, God will let you know what to do with that day because he already got the day planned out. The enemy don't want you to seek him. He don't want you to ask. He don't want you to seek. He don't want you to knock. Why? When you ask, you shall what? And then you're going to find, right? Then he said, you knock, the door is going to be open. God, the enemy said, I don't want you asking. I don't want you seeking. And definitely I don't want you knocking for the door to come open. So when you get before him very early in the morning, you say, God, this is the day that you have made. I'm going to be glad in it. I'm going to rejoice, God, because you made this day. You already know what's ahead of me in this day. So I'm going to be still today and know that you're God. God, you already know the money I have. God, you already know what I'm going to wear. God, you know all about me. So I'm going to sit here before you before I do anything. Because you told me to seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness. And all of these things shall be added unto me. So God, I'm not going to worry about tomorrow because I'm going against your word. You told me not to worry about tomorrow. I'm going to be in this day. So God, speak to my heart. Your servant hears. And as you get used to going to God for that day, guess what? You can have peace in that day, knowing that God already know what's going to happen in that day. So if we start out that way, we won't be worried. We won't be stressed out. We won't be saying, how am I going to do this? And how am I going to do that? Some of us worry about the simplest things. Some of us worry about how to put a meal together. Women, do some of y'all get frustrated to figure out what we're going to eat today? Well, I cooked this yesterday. And Jamie probably said, don't cook no more roast, Kim. Because we had this this day. But Kim is like, we're going to thank God for the roast today. (laughs) So see, this is what I'm saying. When you get before God, God already have a table prepared before you. And he show you how to eat off that table, y'all. He show you exactly what you need and when you need it. And that's why you can be calm even in the midst of the storm. It reminds me in 1 Kings 17. Y'all remember when Elijah again, God told him to say there was not going to be any rain. Now, who would speak that on God's behalf, knowing if there's not going to be any rain, I'm going to be in the midst of this famine too. I don't think that's God because God want me to have what I need. But he was so obedient to God, he spoke what God told him to speak. And then guess what God did? He took care of him day by day. He had the raven to feed him. When the, when the, the brook dried up, God told him, this is what I want you to do. Go to uh, Zarephath. I have a widow woman there that's going to sustain you. Look how good God is. So why should we worry about what we eat, what we drink, or how we shall be clothed? Because God know what we in the need of, y'all, before we ask. What we do, we base our lives based on us, 
not based on what God has already done. Sometimes we get far ahead of ourselves and we build our lives on bigger things. We go out and get stuff that God ain't told us to get, so we got to work twice as hard to keep what we got. The blessings of the Lord makes us rich and adds no sorrow to it. God wants us to live every day in peace, knowing that what he has given us, no man can take it from us. But when you go out there and get all these things and then you got to keep up trying to get jobs, about the job and getting more hours to keep it that ain't God that's slavery that's bondage just because you can get it and just because your credit look good and you can get it that don't mean you get it that means you stand still and see the salvation of the Lord and you live with what you have and learn to be a steward over what you have before you add something else to it if you can't be faithful over five don't ask for ten If you can't be faithful over 10, don't ask for 20. If you can't be faithful over 20, don't ask for 40. Come on. You got to be faithful over little in order for God to give you much. And if you can't give with the five you have, why are you asking for 10? Come on, if you can't tie it off for five, why are you asking God for a million? Come on, what kind of God y'all think y'all serve? God know what we need and when we need it. So doing that mumbling and complaining, God said, I'm going to give you bread from heaven. The bread from heaven that God was going to give them, it was going to sustain them for them 40 years that they were in that desert, in that wilderness. I believe it was somewhere in the Bible where they got so disgusted with that bread that was coming down from heaven. They did not want to eat that bread no more. This is how it is with us church folks. We don't want to eat from the word of life. Some people get tired of coming to church. Some people get tired of hearing the word. They don't want to hear what that means. You disgust it with it. But you participating in everything else when you have the word which brings you life. The word is what quickens you. The word is what makes you alive. This is why he said man don't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. We need physical food but we also need what? Natural food. We need a spiritual food because that natural food, guess what? It ain't going to last. But the spiritual food that comes down from heaven, which is the bread of life, we can eat that. And it's going to sustain us in every area, y'all. Not just one area, but it will sustain us in every area. This is why he said, man does not live by bread alone. So don't get your mind so set on physical things. You want to make sure that you can go into the word of God and you can get everything you need from that word. So as they began to complain, God said, I'm going to give you what you need. I'm going to give you some bread from heaven. I'm going to show you how I can take care of you outside of how Egypt took care of you. See, you look into Egypt, but I want you to look to me. This is the problem. We look to the world more than we look to God. We look at what the world going to do about those gas prices. God already done handled those gas prices. He already know what's going on in Ukraine. He already know what's going to happen over here. So we need to be still and see the salvation of the Lord. We need to get up early and say, Lord, show me what you want me to do with what I have. God is not going to leave us without God is not going to leave Ukraine without because God already knew what was going to happen in Ukraine before it happened. God already had a plan and the plan is too for us to pray. 
The plan is for us to seek his face concerning Ukraine. Lord, how can I help Ukraine? Lord, what do you want me to do? Yes, prayer changes things, but he might want you to get with an organization that's sending stuff over there and give them some money so they can have food. That's why we need to seek the Lord while we can be found. So after God told them, this is what I want you to do, Moses, for the people, go down here to verse 8, and I want you to see something. God was telling this in verse 4 up to verse 8. He was telling them to go out and gather what they need for that day. Do not gather no more. Do not gather no less. Just for that day. When we look at verse 8, and Moses said, This shall be when the Lord shall give you in the evening flesh to eat. And in the morning, bread to the full. For that the Lord heareth your murmuring, which you murmur against him. And what are we? Your murmuring are not against us, but against the Lord. So what he was saying, he's going to give them flesh. God said, you know what? I'm going to give you flesh. See, they wanted some meat. They, you know, wanted meat. That's what they had in Egypt. So God said, I'm going to give you that. That's for the physical, y'all. He said, but I'm also give you this bread from heaven in the morning. I'm going to give you flesh in the evening. I'm going to give you bread from heaven in the morning. Why flesh in the evening and bread from heaven in the morning? Because seek him early. Why you can be found. If you live off of the word of God first thing in the morning. If you eat the word of God first thing in the morning. It is life to your flesh and health to your body. It is medicine. So when you get up early in the morning and you eat that bread from heaven, it's going to take you throughout the day. So whatever comes up against you during the day, you done ate the manna that was coming from heaven. So he said, I'm going to give them physical, but I'm also give them spiritual. This is why the Bible said, man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. If you're not getting up early. And seeking the Lord while he can be found, you're going to have some worries throughout the day. But if you sat before him early in the morning and say, God, here am I. Show me what you want me to do. God, I'm ready to eat your word. This is what we do. We read the word, but the word is for you to eat. You're supposed to look at this Bible like spiritual food. Not just like a textbook that you go in here and read. This is your spiritual food that's going to keep you spiritually. This is why we have to fuel up on the word of God. Why? Because when things happen in our lives, whatever we eat, whatever we digest is what's going to come out of us. If you're not digesting and eating the word of God on a daily basis, when trouble come, you're going to fall prey to trouble. You're not going to know that God is a present help in the time of trouble because that's not what you've been eating. When your body is going through in pain, you're going to accept the pain when the word of God said by Jesus Christ, you were already healed. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised from your iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon us and by his stripes, we were already healed. If you're not eating that, your body's only accepting what you're focused on. But when you eat the word of God every morning, you got to be well-rounded. You got to put some healing on your plate. You got to put some deliverance on your plate. You got to put some joy, some peace on your plate. You got to put some prosperity on your, you got to put all of this on your plate. Even though your flesh don't want it, you're going to eat that today. 
You're going to eat some peace today because great is your peace because you're going to be taught of the Lord. You're going to eat some joy today because the joy of the Lord is going to be your strength today. You're going to eat some salvation today because there's somebody out there that need to be saved that's calling on the name of the Lord and saying, what must I do to be saved? You're going to be well-rounded today. So when you go out, you know how to answer. Come on, you got to eat the word. You got to eat the word. You just can't stay on one subject. You got to be well-rounded because you don't know what's going to hit you that day. So this is why he said, I'm going to rain down this bread in the morning. And I want you to get up. I want you to get up wise early. And I want you to get this bread that I'm raining down. They had to be obedient to the word of God. It takes obedience, y'all. Obedience is better than sacrifice. When you get up early, like he's saying, wake up, I want to talk to you. God want to talk to you because he's preparing you for something that's yet to come. And he's going to tell you how to handle what's yet to come, y'all, because he's God. He's our father. He knows best. God want us to live day by day, living from the word of God day by day. I don't know about you, but when I get into the word, first thing when I get up, it's just peace. Even though everything is coming, it's just so much peace, even in the midst of that storm, because I can hear my father telling me, this is what I need for you to do. This is how I need for you to do it on the day. So God was showing them how to live according to him and not according to the flesh. This is why the Bible says the spirit quickens, the spirit makes alive, the flesh profits you nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit And they are life. So we got to live according to the spirit. And to live according to the spirit, you need the word of God. Because you are a spiritual being. This is what's going to make your body come alive. It's the word of God. It's the spiritual food. Coming from the spirit. Moving to the soul and to your body. Then the Lord began to tell them. He said, do not leave any of this bread through the night. He said, eat it all. Consume it all. Why was God telling them this? He said, because I want you to trust me day by day. Some of them went out and did opposite to what God said. Why? They were trusting in themselves and not trusting in God. That's being self-righteous. When God tell you, I want you to give up your last $20 bill. God want to see if you can trust him or if you trust in money. Oh, no, that's not God. God don't want me to give my last But uh -uh. God said, how can you know that I am God? How can you know that I'm Jehovah Jireh if you're not being obedient to my word? Give your last 20. So when you give your last 20, you're trusting in God with all your heart. You're leaning not to your own understanding, but you're acknowledging him in all your ways. And then he shall direct your path. But when you're holding on to that 20, God said that money is your God. You don't trust me enough to know that I'm the one that's taking care of you, that I'm the one that's going to provide for you. The only thing I need for you to do is do what I said. And the moment you do what God says, immediately God take the 20 and make it 200. But he can't do something until you release something. This, This takes faith. This takes honoring God more than we're honoring other things. So these people began to trust themselves. They began to to store up in their house because they were afraid. I may not have enough for the next day. Come on, look at all of us. We store up many things. We store up clothes. We store up food. Come on, sometimes if the Lord is telling you to store it up, you need to. 
But if we're just storing it up just to look at it and say, look at all that I have. Like the man that built bigger bonds. Look at all that I have. So lay back, be at ease, take your rest because you got plenty to last you many years. And he said, if your soul was required of you tonight, he called him a fool. He said, where would you be? And who's going to get all that you stored up? See, sometimes we have to realize that we don't have to store up stuff. And I, and I say this right here, I'm guilty. What I'll do, I'll go buy things thinking I want them right then. Y'all, there'll be so much out of date, it ain't funny. So my son will come to the house, being that it's just me and my husband, he'll come to the house and he said, Mama, can the girls have a snack? Yeah, go get a snack. He look at, Mama, this is out of date. Boy, if you didn't know it was out of date, they would have ate it and it would still live. <laughs> Tell the truth. If you never look at the date, you eat it and still live. But Mama, you don't keep this stuff this long. I'm so sorry. Lord, help me do better. Because it's my intention to eat the snacks, but I don't eat the snacks. But then they check the dates. So this is what I'm saying. Sometimes we have to be led when we go in the grocery store. Don't go in there hungry. If you go in there hungry, you're going to spend all your bill money. Stuff going to go out of date and your bills ain't paid because your stomach was growling. So when you go in the grocery store, even though they got buy one, get one free, just put on your glasses and your bifocals and say, wait a minute. Buy one, get one free. You say two for six. It's already $4.49. What am I getting free, actually? You're trying to trick me. Nothing but the devil. I'm going to get one. Get two. One go out of date and you don't need that and it's in the trash. Being wasteful. So how can you pray to God? God, can you bless me with some food stamps? Everybody else is getting them. And you wasting what you have. We can't be wasteful because God wants you to be a faithful steward. He wants you to live by day by day and say, God, I'm going to trust you for the day I'm in. I'm not going to worry about this because, God, I know you got it. So I'm going to trust you. I think I told y'all years ago, it was no money in the church account. It was no money in our account and the bills were piling up. So my husband, he had just come into the ministry. He was the administrator, and he looked at me. He said, man, there ain't no money in um, the bank. I said, Ann. He said, ain't no money in our account to pay it either. I said, Ann. I went back to the word. I said, God, that ain't my problem. I'm doing what you called me to do. So I'm trusting you. I'm obeying your word. I ain't got time to worry about that or figure it out. I said, I just thank you, God, that it's already supplied. It wasn't less than an hour somebody called my husband and said, could you come up here? I need um, to give you something. He come back with a check for the church and a check for us. Come on, ain't God good? I ain't have time to worry about what wasn't in the bank. I had to do what God had called me to do. I said, God, there's people out here that need this word. I'm not going to sit here and figure out how I can borrow from Peter to pay Paul. I said, I'm not doing it. And God came through every time. Why? Because we trust God. Some people say, well, you got to have this. You got to have that. Yes, you do. But I have God. I have a man who see my needs even before I need it. I have a man who turn people hearts towards me when I have a need and lay it down at our feet. I'm telling you, that's who God is. As long as you be obedient to God, God is going to take care of your every need. I don't care if the bank account is in the red. God said, you don't even have to worry about it looking red because it represents my blood. My blood already done paid for everything you need. He said, call those things that be not as 
dough they were. So when I wake up in the morning, I say, God, I thank you that every need I need today is already supplied. Nothing missing, nothing broken. You Jehovah Shalom for me today. And I go about my business. And God always touched somebody's heart to bless you and give you what you need. Why? Because you live day by day. We walk by faith and not by sight. That's what me and my husband do. We walk by faith and not by sight. Whatever is needed is already done. Father, it's already, it don't look like it's done naturally, but spiritually, you already done what need to be done. So God, you shall be glorified in this. Because everything you do, God, is good. Amen. I had a lady the other day. I saw her in the grocery, well, grocery store and she was talking to me about the broadcast she said I watch you every Sunday morning I said to God be the glory so she was encouraging me with the word that was coming forth through the broadcast and she looked at me and she said you know what I'm sending that ministry a donation I said okay praise God it wasn't three days later the donation was in the mail see God is pouring into this ministry now what God is allowing people to pour in at this time. God know what you need and when you need it, but God got to prepare you for where he's taking you before he pour too much on you. Because if you don't know how to be faithful over what God has given you, he's not going to pour out at that time because he said, you're not ready for that. He said, you will waste what I'm pouring in. That's why he wants us to trust him day by day. He said, trust me day by day. Commit your way unto me and I shall bring it to pass. Trust also in me. So if we committing, if we rolling over, he said, you got to trust me what you're rolling over. If you committing it to me, if you're rolling it to me, that means you trust in me. And he said, and I, who's, who's going to bring it to pass? He is. So when we give it to him and we trust him, we leave it alone and say, God, you have already taken care of it. But we got to be led by the spirit. The Holy Spirit will show you what to do and how to do it. So God said, I want my people to live day by day. And as they live day by day, they getting to know me as their provider. They getting to know me as their healer. They getting to know me as their redeemer. So live day by day and let God run your day and quit trying to run it yourself because he already know what's going to happen in that day. When we look at the word trust again, I'm going to give you another scripture on trust. When we look at trust, it says, how they were trusting in their self. We're supposed to trust in God. Psalms 125.1 says. Those who trust in. Lean on. And confidently hope in the Lord. Are like Mount Zion. Which cannot be moved. But abides and stands fast forever. Let me read that again. Those. Those. This is only for those. Who trust in. Lean on and confidently hope in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved. He said cannot be moved, but abides and stands fast forever. So when you trust in the Lord, you cannot be moved. You're going to stand fast forever. You got to lean on him. You got to depend on him. Because when God lays something on your heart, he already know what need to be done. But you need to follow his lead. Throughout this ministry for 21 years, God has blessed us. He has given us everything that we need, even when it looked like it wasn't there. God always have a plan, y'all. So we have to lean on him. We have to depend on him. We have to know what he want 
for that time. And by us waiting on the Lord and standing on his promises, people just seeing the glory of God. And it's more yet to come. So live day by day. Man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. The more you take the word of God and the more you eat on that word on a daily basis and the more you meditate on it. And once you digest it, when things come up in your life, the first thing going to come out of your mouth is the word. If the first thing coming out of your mouth is mummering and complaining, you don't know the word. You don't know God the way you need to know God. We need to stand still. We need to see the salvation of the Lord. We need to wait on the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know. Just like Jehoshaphat. But my eyes are upon you. Let's learn to live day by day according to the word. And I guarantee you, you will have less worry than what you have. When you trust God for the day that you're in and don't go past that day. And that's what this ministry does. You know the need, God. Before it's needed. I'm not going to be like the Gentiles. The Gentiles worry about what they eat. What they drink. And how they should be clothed. God I'm in your kingdom. And I'm seeking your kingdom. And your righteousness. And all of these things. God will be. Shall be added unto me. I have them right now. And whatever is in my life. That's keeping me from getting what you have already provided. God reveal it to me. Search me God. So I can get rid of it. Through the word of God. Let God be whom he need to be in your life. And live that good life in Christ. Live that life that he has provided for you. That abundant life. That Zoe life. That eternal life. Knowing that you didn't put me on here on earth. Just to live any kind of way. You put me here on earth to let people know that your kingdom have come. And your will has been done on earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes people think you're not going to make it. Are you not going to succeed? And God began to show people his glory through you. So let's live day by day. And quit worrying about tomorrow. Because guess what y'all? Tomorrow is going to take care of itself. If God said it, it's already done. We just have to believe what God is saying. And the only way you're going to know what he's saying is getting up and spending time with him, hearing his voice, following his lead, and know that he's already got it. Do not connect yourself with people that mummer and complain outside of what God has said. You say, no, I don't want to hear it. If this is what God's saying, this is what we're doing. We ain't got the money. Oh, God got it. And God will provide. Just like Abraham, he knew. If you kill my son, you got to bring him back to life. Because that ain't what you told me. See, that's trusting God day by day. They lived day by day, y'all, in the wilderness. And God came through for them. God has already come through from, for us. We just need to know what God wants for that day. Amen? Come on and give God some glory. God is an awesome God, isn't he? He alone is worthy and worthy to be praised. We're going to have announcements if there's any new announcements at this time. But I want to thank everybody that um, come out yesterday, came out yesterday.